0: Spain, a country nestled between the Mediterranean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean, known for its food, wine, architecture, and football team, aka soccer, to all of us North Americans. This week, we find ourselves at a circuit that is sometimes called boring, but the 2023 Spanish Grand Prix was anything but. I'm Victoria Scanlon, and this is And we Racing. Let's learn a little bit about Spain, shall we? Spain. It has a long history of exploration, civil war, dictatorship, and conquest. Way back in 1492, the kingdoms of Castile and Aragon united to conquer the Nazarid Kingdom of Granada and founded Spain as a united state. Spain has been a member of the EU since 1986 and is the second largest country in the EU based on size. Spain has a population of approximately 47.4 million, and its largest exports are cars, refined petroleum, and packaged pharmaceuticals. Let's learn about the history of the Spanish Grand Prix. Okay, very quickly, I'm letting you know, I'm going to try to pronounce some of these places, and I apologize, my Spanish is no good, no bueno. The first Spanish Grand Prix, generally, was considered to be in 1913. It was a road race designed for touring cars, taking place on a 300-kilometer circuit. It was named the Race Grand Prix after the Royal Automobile Club of Spain. In 1951, the Pedralbes Street Circuit in Barcelona joined the list of races. In 1955, this Grand Prix was scheduled to take place, but after a terrible accident at the 24-hour of Le Mans, taking the lives of more than 80 people, the Spanish Grand Prix was cancelled for that year and a subsequent two years. In 1991, thanks to the support of the Spanish government, the new track in Barcelona that we currently race on was constructed. It's commonly used for pre-season testing because of its mixture of high-speed corners, long streets, good weather, and it's fairly central for most teams, meaning it won't cost them an arm and a leg to travel. Track stats, the Circuit de Barcelona-Catalunya, a 4.65-kilometer circuit. We're looking at 66 laps, 14 turns, a total distance of approximately 307 kilometers. Two DRS zones, elevation change of a marginal 11 meters, top speeds around 340 kph. Let's go over five things that happened in the first five minutes of qualifying. Turn 11, yellow flag as Yuki goes off and Tokyo drifts into the corner, shortly followed by Valtteri Bottas, who also goes off into the gravel this time. Yellow flag comes out. Fernando continues to eat up the gravel, goes off at the final turn, Easily makes his way back onto track, but not without a little bit of damage to his car. Nick DeVries giving us a little show out on track, making a nice little smooth donut. Alex Albon going into the gravel on turn five, and a red flag comes out in Q1. Here is the starting grid for Sunday's race. Taking pole position, of course, you guessed it. The one, the only, Max Verstappen sharing the front row with him. Ferrari's Carlos Sainz. Lando Norris in the McLaren taking the third spot. Lewis Hamilton starting in fourth. Lance Stroll in fifth. Esteban Ocon in sixth. Nico Hülkenberg in seventh. Fernando Alonso in eighth. Oscar Piastri starting ninth. And Pierre Gasly rounding out the top ten. Back half of the grid, we have Sergio Perez starting in P11, George Russell P12, Zhou Guan Yu P13, Nick DeVries in the Alvatari, starting P14, Yuki Tsunoda starting P15, Valtteri Bottas P16, Kevin Magnuson P17, Alex Albon in the Williams starting in P18. Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari, P19. And rounding out the grid, Logan Sargent starting in P20. Here is my podium prediction. I am predicting a Verstappen win. That's a no-brainer. Carlos Sainz second. And Fernando Alonso third. I'm really hopeful for these Spanish drivers at their home Grand Prix. I would just love it if, like, everyone can at least once get on the podium in front of their home crowd. I just think that's so sweet. I want to spread the love, but alas, it doesn't always work out that way. Let's get into the race, a couple of highlights from the race. So, Russell on the reconnaissance lap. E! Into the gravel. What happened there? Leclerc, he'll be starting this race from the pits. Couple upgrades coming, a new gearbox, a suspension setup change, and a couple different engine components. sergeant also starting from the pits here with a new suspension setup and new brake settings. Lights out and we are racing in Spain. Not a great getaway for Norris already being called into the pits saying sayonara to his place a very slow pit for him 17.6 seconds for the McLaren team meanwhile stroll doing pretty well into p3 already on lap four midway through the race mercedes is reporting good tire usage and that the car is feeling good a bit of a switch from previous weekends the team did bring updates to monaco and they are faring well here on the barcelona circuit gasly and Leclerc also climbing through the ranks lap 40 and those dark clouds are still at bay we are clear from the rain three quarters the way through the race and we have a surprising top three verstappen in the lead followed by get this the two mercedes hamilton and russell taking p2 and p3 respectively things are looking really good for them it's a red bull sandwich with perez closely behind in p4 12 laps to go and I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Russell hoping he's able to add more time and put in more distance between him and Perez in fourth. Keeping my fingers crossed paid off because we finish with a Verstappen win. Lewis Hamilton taking P2 and George Russell making it to the podium in P3. Sergio Perez P4, Carlos Sainz taking P5, Lance Stroll P6, Fernando Alonso P7, Esteban Ocon P8, Points for Zhou Guan Yu in P9, and double points for Alpine, Gasly coming in at P10. On the back half, we have Leclerc, just outside those points, P11, followed by Yuki Tsunoda in P12, Oscar Piastri, P13, Nick DeVries, P14, Nico Hülkenberg, P15, in 16th, we have Alex Albon, 17th, Lando Norris, 18th, Kevin Magnussen, in 19th, Valtteri Bottas, and closing it out, Logan Sargent in P20. I'm going to go ahead and rate this race. I'd say this is a pretty solid race. Uh, Lots of movement throughout the grid. Super happy to see that Mercedes upgrades from last weekend came through and gave them a great result here in Barcelona. Was it boring? No. Was it the most exciting race? No. So I'm going to give the 2023 Spanish Grand Prix A 6.75 out of 10. What did I learn this weekend? I was watching Tech Talk with Craig Scarborough and surprise guest Julian Palmer. And the topic was, what's inside an F1 cockpit? Oh my goodness. I learned so much. So I'm going to share with you a few things that I learned. So when it comes to the forces the driver feels in the cockpit... I learned that an F1 car accelerates at about two Gs and cornering, the load can be up to five Gs. Braking, your load can be over five Gs. Five times your weight pulling on your head, on your body. It's unreal. It's just wild when I think about it. I learned that Many dimensions of the cockpit are regulated to ensure the safety of the drivers should there be a collision. Things like the front roll structure and the rear roll hood. The driver's helmet, of course, has to be below the line between those two pieces. Also, their head has to be below the halo, obviously. A seat fitting. Here's something that was totally oddball and I found fascinating how you fit for a seat. So essentially, there is a tub that the driver will sit in in the position that they drive in with their feet more or less level with their abdomen, sort of a laid out position, knees comfortably bent, yada, yada, yada. Then a foam, that's a hardening foam, is poured in and takes a mold of the body position you'll be sitting in. You're going to stay there for maybe 20-30 minutes as it hardens and then very carefully lift yourself up and out. Also, in the cockpit, drivers have some level of customization in terms of where they'd like support. So some drivers like support through their upper back, through your waist, through your lumbar spine, especially in the lumbar spine because of all the forces. You really want a nice controlled and contained core. I learned that there is a weight capacity and obviously that makes sense but the weight limit that the seat plus driver plus race wear must not exceed is 80 kilograms or 176 pounds. So I did some math. I am a female with an athletic build. I stand 5'7 and I weigh about 137 pounds. Your average race suit weighs 1.6 pounds the seat itself 11 pounds so 137 plus 1.5 plus 11 is 149.5 pounds leaving only 26.5 pounds of wiggle room for me now let's compare this to the average european male the average european male stands about 1.82 meters or 5.9 let's call it And comes in weighing about 194 pounds. 194 plus 11 plus 1.5. I mean, we're already over. These guys have to be so trim and have such lean muscle mass to be able to fit these parameters. I also learned that there are seat exit rules. Did you know this? Should you be in a situation where you have to leave your seat, leave the car on circuit... Drivers have to exit the vehicle in seven seconds and they have to put the steering wheel back on in an additional seven seconds. So 14 seconds for that whole transition. And I see those guys wiggling out of those tight seats. It does not look easy. They are getting their fingers up and through over the head, squirming and trying to make their way out. And yeah, that's a rule that's in place. Now, should a driver not be able to get out of their seat on their own, They can perform a seat extraction so this is something that is practiced every race weekend with the stewards there are four anchor points on the seat where straps are attached and they will lift or hoist if you will the driver up and out of the car i saw a quick video of it during this tech talk so interesting i had no idea that was an option no idea i highly recommend f1 tv's tech talks if you're at all interested in that behind the scenes stuff It's superb. Their programming is top notch. My thoughts. Spain honestly wasn't that boring. I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. I was very pleased to see the Mercedes on the podium. Well done Mercedes and it was really nice to be back in Europe. The European fans, they just look so fantastic. They're always in high spirits. I loved it. Really excited for Spain. Thank you again for joining me on another episode. Let me know, did you know these things about the seat of an F1 car? Or is this just new information to me? You can catch me on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You will also find me on Instagram and TikTok at awr underscore pod. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. I look forward to talking again. And we will see you in Canada. Yay. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a good one. Bye.